five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Fifteen minutes of flame, the hottest podcast on the internet. There we go. There we go. Look who's here! It's the man. You just came in right on time, right after that song ended. You didn't even know. You did not even know your your cat tuition was on the money. Welcome back! It's another week here, another week in the neighborhood. Uh, that was Miguel. Nothing like a little bit of uh, Christian Christian symbolic millennial soft porn to get you going. Um, The reason I played that song, number one, is it has coffee in the title. And coffee in the morning is a very uh, important thing around these parts, coffee in the morning. And... um, What else about that song? Oh, yeah. It's on Space Yacht. It's on the Space Yacht list. It's got that kind of bouncy, futuristic, space yachty groove. I was looking for some dark yacht this morning, but I got a little bit of a late start. So I couldn't really um, couldn't really land on the dark yacht. But I had Miguel back there. Floating around, waiting to uh, be tapped. So, Miguel, it was your time. If you're interested in music like that, go to my uh, 11th House page where my playlists are. And, of course, Deep Yacht, uh, over 100 tracks of classic yacht music and classic yacht music that you didn't know about that I found for you. That's how deep it goes. Space Yacht, 40 tracks. Uh, if you like music like what you just heard, both older versions or more contemporary stuff, that's in there too. Um, I want to expand that list, maybe get it up to about 50. Uh, space Yacht, kind of groovy, kind of futuristic, kind of soulful. Every now and then, um, a nod to uh, a bit of a, a kind of more classic, atmospheric track. Although I think I, I sliced some of those. What did I take out of there? I think I sliced uh, a Beach Boys track out of there. Wouldn't it be nice? I think I, I think I think I took Wouldn't It Be Nice out off the space yacht, although it kind of fits. Good Vibrations is actually more of a space yacht song. And I really loved Good Vibrations as a kid. But the older I get, the more it feels like kind of a novelty tune. You know, it's, it's sort of like the Beach Boys just, meandering into novelty territory right jasper how you doing buddy when you guys want to hear jasper's motor listen to that motor yeah 
Oh, yeah. He's sending the healing vibes out all across the internet. If you're listening on the podcast, you were getting you were getting the healing vibes of the master cat healer, the bodhisattva of all cats. Isn't that right? You're my bodhisattva, aren't you? Yes, you are. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, we are counting down to the event. We got uh, 10 days before the event arrives. And uh, we're busy on our end preparing everything, last minute preparations. Making sure that we have all the right goodies and all the right things for our set and setting for everybody that's going to show up here in the Hill Country. Looking forward to it. Um, probably going to send out another communication probably today just to give you some, maybe tomorrow. I might do it tomorrow. I might do it tomorrow. What do you think, Jasper? Should we do it tomorrow? Let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it tomorrow. We had a great show on Sunday night. Of, I don't know if you guys, most of you have probably watched it. But if you're listening on the podcast over on the 11th House channel, I was joined in the second hour by Dr. Narco Longo, a young up-and-coming astrologer who is great. It's totally great. Um, I wouldn't say he's a personal astrologer, but he likes to look at astrology from the cosmological perspective. And the thing I've noticed about, he's a Gen Z, Gen Z guy. Uh, the thing I noticed about Gen Z people is that, boy, they get support from their community. Like he's, plus he's really good. He's over 10,000 subscribers already. And I think he's been doing his channel for like, what, four or five months. And I've been doing my channel for how many years? Shit, since 20, 2012? Nah, before that. 2011, maybe 2011, 2012, I've been doing my channel, and I've got 11,500 11, subscribers. That's amazing. It's amazing. I see these channels. They just they just mushroom up. And me, on the other hand, I'm like a slow pot that's cooking on the back burner. Isn't that right, Jasper? But who is Jasper? That's Jasper, to me, is the killer app. He is the killer app right here. Yeah. He says, yeah, I'm a killer. I'm a bonafide killer. You're no killer. He couldn't kill anything. You couldn't kill anything. Um, well, here we are. Another day in the neighborhood. Crazy shit out there. We're gonna get we're gonna get into it. Let's see. Where do I start? Potential nuclear attack. The digital dollar. Uh power outages. Mm, zombie apocalypse, mm, eclipse, mm, midterms, like everything is just cascading all at the same time. But I'm going to try to uh, stick to the uh, ridiculous today. Maybe we can drift into the sublime. We actually started the show off with, with a little bit of the sublime with coffee in the morning. You had that, that uh, neon blue cross in the background, right? Juxtaposed with Miguel's scorpion tattoo on his deltoid. I remember when that song, that song has been out for a while, by the way. I think it came out around, what, 2014 or 2015? 
I remember when it came out, they were playing it on the college radio station. Well, it isn't really college. It's alternative. Um, KUTX in Austin, which I used to listen to a lot. Always on in my car. And then you see here some really good music at that time. I don't know what happened to music. But there were some good bands happening right around then. Of course, the one that really stood out from that time was Tame Impala. Who are still around, by the way, but really good. I've played their stuff on my on my show. Miguel used to play Miguel. It's the first time I heard that track. I'm like, wow, I really like this. And of course, it was a massive, massive hit. I bet if Jasper did an album, it would be a massive hit. What would what would what would the album be, Jasper? What would be your genre? Country? Your country cat? Or are you a deep, soulful kind of RB cat? What will your genre be? I have to think about that. I think I think Jasper might be a crooner. He might be like the the Michael Bublé of cats. That's what I think. A little bit of Barry White thrown in. Okay, let's get into uh, some business here. A little True Hem Science. Welcome to the show. Uh, we'll do True Hem Science first, and then uh, we'll drop drop into Chataria. Shatoria. So uh, I've been adding my moon dust to my coffee. I have to say, it's a nice little addition. And uh, Chris is really tapped on the on the on the gummy side because the demand has been so great. But I managed to get a box of the gummies and had one last night of course always effective always dig the the gummies at night so there you go we're in uh, the asmr world of true cbd also known as true hemp science and mother earth is truly uh, our ceo i would agree with that and um if you haven't heard me talk about true hemp science before you're listening to the show for the first time it has been just an absolute smash hit uh, with the community, people have been gobbling it up uh, and having not just one order, but reorders as well. That's when you know the product is good. It's like one time, it's like, okay, there's a little hype around it. Let me try it out. And it's like, wow, this is really good. Let me go back to the source. And let me let me have some more. Let me get into this. So that's when you know something is really good when you get repeat customers. And that's what's happening with Chris right now. So here's the deal. If you go to uh, true M science backslash uh, ref backslash 23. Uh, and you get a hundred dollars of product. You type in one, five mins, one, five mins. Chris will send you some free product. He'll turn you on some new things. Pretty generous too. And then $150 or more, you get free shipping. And uh, he's a sponsor of the show and I'm watching uh, his business take off. It's really great, really exciting. And if you're going to be at the event, you'll get to meet Chris. We'll have a little table there set up um, at the event. And um, I know some people are going to uh, go in on the uh, CBD while they're there, meaning they're going to go after it. They're going to buy some. So we're going to have Chris there. We're going to have uh, Artemis Designs. And guess who else is going to be there? And selling her goodies our friend Carol Askew. And guess what? It's Carol's birthday today. If I had a birthday effect, I would play it right now for Carol. 
Today is Carol's birthday. Carol, happy birthday. We love you. We're so glad you're, you're in our orbit, uh, part of our constellation. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in October. And uh, Carol will have a little table set up and her gifted, little gifted artistry. She, Carol's fantastic artist. Libras are really good artists. And uh, Carol will, will be there selling her stuff. And I think she's going to man the uh, Artemis booth uh, for a while while she's there as well. So good stuff, right? Got a lot to look forward to in 10 days. Uh, do you know what else is today? Today is the feast day for St. Francis. I went through some saints last night. There's some very interesting saints. There's some saints that are a little questionable, I have to say. There's some questionable saints. Some of the, some of the miracles that some of these saints have been attributed to, eh, I don't know. I think I could probably slip into the miraculous pocket based on some of these, some of these miracles. It's like, well, he, there's this one saint, I forget his name. He was, uh, well, as a child, he displayed a very profound capacity for healing. There is a time where a kite flew over him and the kite had attached to it a small nest with a bird. And the young bird was only half alive. And so he prayed for all of, to all of his heart and soul for the kite to come down so that the bird can be then resuscitated and resurrected. And it was in his presence that said little bird regained its strength and flew away. I shit you not. That's a saint. That's like one of the, the qualifications of his uh, sainthood. But, of course, today is the feast day of St. Francis, who loved animals. St. Francis was an animal lover. Yeah. Yeah. He was a playboy, too. Not a lot of people know that about St. Francis. He was a near-do-well. He grew up in a very uh, wealthy family. Eh, he didn't do much. He's like, eh, I'm going to drink wine. I'm going to hang out. Uh, I'm going to study the humanists. Uh, I'll get laid. Uh, that'll be fun. And then, of course, he leaves that. He leaves that life, and he joins. Uh, what did he join? Was he? I think it was a Cistercian. When you look at these orders, these various orders through Catholicism, they always kind of it's like order, not so much order, order, not so much order, order, not so much order. So he comes out of the Cistercians, and then they're like, they became a little too orderly. So he's like, well, we have to love everybody, right? If we're going to be like Christ, we have to love everybody, including the animals and including the lepers. So that's what uh, St. Francis does. Of course, he becomes known for his unconditional love, right? It's like Jasper, St. Jasper. And... Um, to this day, one of the most beloved saints, St. Francis. So today's his day. Yeah. yeah. When's your day? What is your day? we got to find your day. So one of the weird things, uh, I have this strange connection, and I've, I've said this before. Uh, I have this strange connection with St. Maurice, also known as St. Morris. If you guys know that 
that is my government name. And um, I remember my I remember my father telling me about Saint Maurice as a young man because we were exploring the etymology of uh, my my uh, government name, and um, you know it was kind of stuck with me. And then I, as I got older, began to explore things a little bit more, and uh, Saint Maurice, which you may know as Saint Moritz which is the, uh, the big mountain in Switzerland named after him, was an Egyptian general. He was very, very good at uh, fighting. Very good at fighting. He was, hired, he was hired out to fight. And then he was, uh, he was told to kill the Christians in his unit, and he refused to. And so he was killed. And they canonized him as a result of that. Uh, so what's interesting is that um, his feast day, St. Maurice's feast day, is on my birthday, which is, I remember when I first found that, like, wow, that's kind of weird. That is kind of weird. And then one of the towns that he is venerated in, uh, there I think there are at least three, maybe four. But one of them happens to be uh, Piedmont in Italy. And I grew up on Piedmont Road and went to Piedmont High School in California. So the St. Saint, the Saint Maurice thing uh, is the gift that keeps on giving. We got to canonize Jasper, though. I'm going to have to make a Jasper graphic, St. Jasper. But I got to find a day that's unoccupied in the uh, Catholic calendar. But man, there's some weird saints. I got, I got a, There's a saint that cures hemorrhoids. And shit, you not. Uh, saint Saint Friacus cures hemorrhoids. Cardinal Richelieu went to his uh, went to his, I guess, gravesite or whatever to try to rub some of his relics over his hemorrhoids. I, I, this is true. True story. But St. Friacus is also the saint of gardening. But he was an incel. He did not like women. The, the women in the town disturbed him in his hermitage. Except for his sister, who became a nun. The fascinating life of saints. Well, today, we might do a saint today. Today is St. Francis's Veneration Day. St. Francis, we love you. Thank you for all of your great work and your ability to ascend into the heavens and become an ascended master as well. All right. It is that time. You know what that time is? It's Chataria time. Chataria time. Chataria. Chataria. Let's see. Who do we have here? JJ. What's going on, JJ? JJ showing up on Emily's Matrix Mash. Good to see you. Good morning, Miss JJ. Always a pleasure. Uh, there's our bir our birthday girl from the weekend, CC Jones. It's still you're still you got a week, Fran. You got a week. Kabuki's here. What's going on, Bo? Good to see you, TJ. What's going on? Uh, let's see. Thad is here. Hi, Thad. Glad Thad. Wendy says, uh, Mark Matheny is here. Name is Millicent Barnes. 
when she's being a brat, she's maleficent. Sony, hi Sony, good to see you. Uh, porn, <laughs> it's a little porny. They're millennials. What can I say? You're millennials. Anna Sophia, good morning. Double K, Kathy Kramer, she's here. DJ MC, Michael, I'm going to send you a text today, brother. I got to reach out to you. Jasper the Jasperian. Yeah, Jasper, St. Jasper. He is the patron saint of toothless cats. Uh, that was barf. Yeah, but it was barf yacht. Sorry. It's a little early in the morning. We get back to the dark. It was a little dark. Not a lot of lighting there. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Scrubbies is here. Hey, Scrubbies. Good to you. Good morning to you. Uh, let's see. It was my, I guess you guys didn't like, if you didn't have to listen, if you didn't have to see the video, you would have liked the song, I bet. You would have liked the song. Give the song a second chance without the video. Uh, let's see. Who else we have? Ryan. What's going on, Ryan? Good to see. Ren is here. Ren has flown in. Morning, Ren. That song was a blah. Okay. Well, you can't win them all. There's my man, Steve. What's going on, Steve? Good to see you. Uh, let's see. Nikki and I had pizza together. Nice. Uh, who else do we have here? See, Jasper is good for anything. I play a shitty song. Jasper comes on. It's like, oh, Jasper. <laughs> I don't think the song is is a. Is, I like if you watch the if you listen to the song, with while watching the video. It's kind of atmosphere, cool and bouncy. Okay, I'm not going to defend it anymore. Um, all right, who else do we have? Netflix and Chill Yacht. There we go. Fran's on it. Kelly B is back to the grind. Well, so was our video this morning. All right, who else do we have? I wonder if there's Hawaiian Yacht. Well, Tom, you know what? Yours truly has gone down that waterway. And um, the two artists that would uh, appear to be Hawaiian yacht would be the group Calpana and Cecilio and Capono. Now, Cecilio and Capono do a version of a Hall & Oates tune called Good Morning, Good Night, which is kind of like an earlier version of Coffee in the Morning by a couple decades. And there's a video of Daryl Hall with, who is it, Capono? On stage in Hawaii doing a version of that. So the answer to your question is, yes, there is a Hawaiian yacht. Let's see, who else do we have? Yours truly has not, has not left any corner of the universe, no universe unturned for yacht, trust me. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? I almost had, I think I had a Calpana track on the deep yacht list. Jasper is the cat to be bathtub yacht. 
Jasper is a good boy. He's damn right. Bubble bath yacht would be good. I like that. Coffee in the morning might fall into that category. Uh, who else do we have? Back from a road trip under contract on a parcel of land. Good for you, Kabuki. Ask my if I'm. We're all crazy. Just get just just accept it, own it, move on. That's the path to sanity. Sunday was a really good show. Thanks, Ryan. Dirty bathwater won't drain yacht. <laughs> that is so funny. Oh, we got Chad in the house. What's going on, Chad? Gen Zers are more open. So this was really great. Uh, Old World Florida is a really good, great channel. I enjoy his work. Um, Tondar is here. Hi, Tondar. Good to see you. Is there anybody else I missed? I read that nuclear weapons are a hoax. Yeah, that's all part of the story, isn't it? Uh, let's see. Queen Lisa's here. What's going on, Queen Lisa? <sighs> let's see. Cremo, hey, it was great seeing Christine. We had our, our group chat on Saturday. I was surprised that not as many people showed up, but that's cool. We'll have another one next month. And uh, Christine was there. It was great seeing her. And she was playing uh, Harpo Marx in the chat. We had a nice chat on, on uh, Saturday. Birdie's here. Hi, Birdie. Top of the morning to you. Don Renee Hart, the Leo Queen. She's here. Uh, like St. Dennis carrying his head back to Paris. There's some weird qualifications for sanctification. Kabuki would love to find myself in the Ozarks. That sounds like an invitation. Bo, did you know that Christine has mastered the art of raising a rabbit? and processing a rabbit in a humane way. And I mean that with all due respect. Uh, Tame and Paula, I'd never heard of them until I played, they played near my town this weekend. Daughter and stage performing boyfriend went to the three day events. Oh, that's funny. The Tame and Paula is pretty good. Um, is that my saint voice? No, my saint voice. Is probably a little slower and deeper, sounding a lot like Alison Kennedy, who was the editor of Mondo 2000, the publisher and editor, also known as Queen Moo. Good friend with St. Dominique. Let's see, St. Francis nails it. Sin is fun, but empty. You know, St. Francis parallels. Um, Siddhartha, they have the same life, basically. One has to wonder if they're the same person. The path of minimalism has often arrived from a path, previous path of extreme excess. That is a very Sagittarian thing, by the way. Uh, St. Maurice was a Moor. That's what Morris means. It means the dark one. That's exactly what Morris, Moorish, Morris means, the dark one. 
And look at me. I'm all darked up today. Uh, what do we got here? Who else? Anybody? 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 I think Robert put some mushrooms in his coffee this morning. Yeah. Well, it's the moon dust. I'm going to blame it on the moon dust. Let's see. Are we missing anybody? But it's a good trip. Back to work. Okay, Kelly. We're here. We're here when you need you. TFT Tenfold Tiara PMSO LLC, also known as Janine. Janine on the scene. Anyone remember Don Ho? Who could who could not remember Don Ho? Tiny Bubbles. Don Ho's the tiny bubbles guy. You know, that was an interesting time for music. You had your 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 uh, your Don Hoes, your Engelbert Humperdinks, your Trini Lopez's. Am I right? I'll tell you another guy who was around during that time. I got to tell you, I think he's underrated. Is Jack Jones? Jack Jones is very. Jack Jones had a fucking smooth voice. Very and he, and even Jack Jones in terms of his uh, presentation, that guy, that guy was a smooth operator. When Charday was singing about smooth operator, she must have been watching an old film or or TV clip of Jack Jones. Apparently, there's a lot of Jack Jones, but really, there's only one Jack Jones. Maybe I'll play some Jack Jones tomorrow. All right, let's go back to Jack Jones, like in his prime. All right, so first of all, Jack Jones had kind of a hipster thing going on at a certain point in time. So he sings like uh, Frank Sinatra, but looks like Robert Redford there. I mean, my God, the guy looks just like Robert Redford. So this was uh, when he was singing, right? Back in the singing days. Here is Jack Jones. I mean, Jack Jones, the shadow of your smile. What now, my love? And look at that. What are they selling there? They're selling Jack Jones's suave debonair appeal. He had a good voice too. And look at that. There he is in a movie, rocking the wine shirt. You know, Jack Jones aged pretty well. The more I see you, that's in 1970. And look, he was a singer. I'm a singer. Jack Jones, Amazon Music. What sign do you think Jack Jones was? Got some interesting symmetry there. Uh, Jack Jones, without her, live for life. I'm saying Jack Jones without. Let's see. He looks a little disheveled at times. He's got that kind of Piscean vibe at times. I'm going to go with Leo. I'm going to go Jack Jones, Leo. Let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. I'm going to go back here. 
Jack Jones, the singer. Let's go to all. Let's see what his sign is. Oh, Capricorn. Wow, January 14th. He he does not look like a Capricorn. What his astro astrology chart is. Although he is pretty well preserved, which is one of the things that um, uh, Capricorn does have as part of its astrological package. Scorpio rising. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no, okay, now what do we have here? Friday, January 14th. Oh, okay, here we go. Let's see. Scorpio rising. Uh, what else? Sun, Jupiter, wide conjunction, Capricorn, Venus and Capricorn. Uh, true node in Scorpio. Moon in Gemini. Gemini was going to be one of my other guesses. He's got some symmetry in his face. You can find that with Gemini's. Saturn and Aries uh, and Mars in Pisces. There's the Piscean part. There's that disheveled part in a Mars-Pisces opposition. You might explore the music of Jack Jones tomorrow. See if we can find some dark yacht on the Jack Jones front. All right, let's get into the show. So... I have all these links or these uh, bookmarks that I wanted to play since I was hanging out on YouTube last night or Twitter for a long period of time. I wanted to play a couple of um, a couple of clips. Um, why don't we start with uh, on mind? Okay, so th this is a really it's almost like a Mandela effect kind of thing. I've always heard the phrase, you're on my mind, on top of mind, on top of mind. I had never, I've never used that phrase before, on top of mind. I would say, well, they were on top of my mind or you were on my mind, or they were on my mind, but I've never heard the word on top of mind or phrase. It's like, what the fuck is this? So there was a press conference that was held, and uh, our, our, our gaslighter-in-chief, Karine Jean-Pierre, KJP, uh, who brings uh, the five-gallon can of uh, kerosene every day when she does her little press conferences was gaslighting the fuck out of people. Just completely gaslighting the fuck out of them. And it had to do with the press corps asking very serious questions about Biden and his strange journey to go find Jackie Warlowski after he'd given a uh, speech. Hey, where's Jackie? Where's Jackie? Is Jackie here? Where's Jackie? She's dead, Joe. She's dead. She died months ago. 
So the press corps is asking questions about, like, what's he doing looking for somebody who's dead? And Jean-Karine Pierre, Karine Jean-Pierre, whatever her name is, KJP, Karine Jean-Pierre, she must have used the phrase on top of mind at least seven times during this um, press conference. So I'm going to play you the whole thing in its entirety and bizarreness. And then I actually went online and I looked up because I'm like, is this really a fucking phrase? Top of mind. It is, but it also has another one of these double meanings, which you may not find out anywhere else except for this show. So what, let's go back in time here and let's, let's listen to the gaslighter in chief. All right, here we go. The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what so the president w was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had, uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the. What happened there? Oh, 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 that did not go the way I wanted it to. Come on now. Come on now. That clip is two minutes and 20 seconds long. Hold on. Let's do this again. My apologies. Try one more time. Let's go back to Sideshow Bob. I should begin to answer the uh, questions from the press corps. Here we go. Look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what so the president was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had, uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the Congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a, a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, so, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just, I just explained she was on top of mind. Why was he looking for her? I'm not, I'm not trying to be snarky here. No, I mean, and I'm... Between nope. what you were saying and what he said there. And again, I think people can understand. I think the American people out there who, you know, watch the briefing uh, from time to time, maybe at this moment, will understand when someone is at top of mind. Again, I don't think it's all that unusual uh, to have someone top of mind. Sorry to have to do this, but I'm compelled to ask you to go one more time back to the question about Congresswoman Wolorski. I'm not sure why. Why? Why one more time? Was something written in the teleprompter that you didn't recognize? Can you just help us understand what happened? I mean, you're jumping to a lot of conclusions. No, but you're... But, but I, I, no, I hear you, Stephen. I'm, I'm answering the question, that you're jumping to a lot of conclusions. I just answered the question. If, I had said, if that had been the case, I would have stated that, right? I would clearly have stated uh, what you just laid out. Uh, what I have said 
is that she was on top of mind. Why, if she and the family is top of mind, does the president think that she's living and in the room? I don't find that confusing. I mean, I think many people can speak to sometimes when you have someone top of mind, they're a top of mind, exactly that. That is not an unusual uh, unusual scenario there. Karine, I have John Lennon okay. top of mind just about every day, but I'm not looking around for him anywhere. When you sign a bill for John Lennon, Lennon as president, then we can have this conversation. Okay, go ahead. 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 Nine mentions. So we're going to talk about top of mind a little bit, but not quite yet. Um, Corinne Jean-Pierre did everything in her power to stifle her laughter. If you go back and watch that clip again, there's at least two to three times where she's almost breaking out in uh, unchecked hilarity. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's gaslighting the fuck out of people and she's treating the American public and the press corps, um, you know, as if they're being gang stalked, right? That's what gas. I mean, that's what people experience at times. Like they're all targeted individuals. She's the chief gang stalker. So there's, at the end, excuse me, at the end of the press conference, you could hear kind of the chaos begin to rise because all of a sudden now there's, there's a, there's a clarion call about Biden's ability to lead the uh, country. Clarion call, Biden's ability to lead the country. It's all coming out now. So that means that he's likely going to be the recipient of the 25th Amendment. Something's going to happen to Biden, and it's going to happen between now and the midterms, or now and just after the midterms. But it won't, it won't last past the beginning of the year, of the new year, which means that um, Kamala will... Be right there, ready to go. Are you ready for President Kamala? You ready for that? Now, Kamala has Saturn in Aquarius on her midheaven. And I said that when she has her Saturn return, it already hit there once and then it retrograded. When she has her Saturn return, that is when she will more than likely become president. Now, for how long she'll be president, I don't know. I think the ultimate goal is to is to get Gavin Newsom in. So how could Gavin Newsom become president? Well, it's a convoluted path, but um, one that I think probably makes sense if you follow the crooked road. So Harris has some eligibility issues. Because of her, uh, she was born in Canada. Her mother is from India. Her father is from Jamaica. 
Now, if she's going to be president, there's going to be a pretty significant uproar uh, with the fact that she may not be eligible. So she's ineligible to become president, even though by her chart, she has to become president. You just see it. Then the next, uh, the next fool up after her is Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi has talked about being president under what? Continuity of government, which we're uh, probably in already. So who, who would Nancy Pelosi name as vice president? Would it surprise you if it's Gavin Newsom? Wouldn't surprise me at all. California connection, relative, right? He's done burning California. I mean, I'm not sure how much more damage Gavin Newsom can do to California at this point. So I could easily see this happening. Easily. Biden's on his way out. When you have a press conference like that, he is completely on the way out. Now, let's talk about... Um, Sideshow Bob, who's a Leo, by the way. You can tell based on the uh, Sideshow Bob, Raggedy Ann do. Um, top of mind has a couple of different meanings. And let me give you one of the. So there are two meanings of top of mind. One would be like something's on your mind. So let me get into, there's two, there's two, of course, there's always two. There's two descriptions of that phrase. This is the one that is most commonly known. Front of mind. This is from the, uh, if you're not watching, this is from the dictionary.cambridge.org. Uh, top of mind. Front of mind. Examples. Instead, look for small ways to keep your best internal motivators top of mind throughout the day. Increasingly programmatic buying is top of mind for buyers and sellers. Oh, isn't that an interesting phrase? Increasingly programmatic buying is top of mind for buyers and sellers these days. That actually bleeds into the other uh, definition. However, if you aren't making it a point to keep in touch and stay top of mind, you could miss out. Hiring costs are top of mind for recruiters when evaluating long distance applications. There are quite a few benefits when it comes to being your own boss, but the financial benefits are usually not top of mind. Study them, learn them, keep them top of mind. Act on them and your business and personal success will be significantly enhanced. These are all examples that are used in modern day media. That was from the Business Insider. And while we realize tax law might not be red hot cocktail party conversation, it's something that should be top of mind for startup owners. That's from VentureBeat. Okay, so there's another, so when we have top of mind means it's on top of your mind, right? Like this thing is up here 
in your own personal cloud and it's on top of your mind. But I've never once used the phrase top of mind in my entire life. And in that press conference, the one that I just played, there are seven uses of top of mind by KG, KJP and two by reporters in the press pool. That's more examples of top of mind that I've ever heard in my entire life. So there's another definition of top of mind, which is fairly interesting. It's one, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, well, here's a phrase that has two meanings. There's a thing called top of mind awareness, also known as TOMA. And it's an important concept in consumer behavior, marketing research, and marketing communications, which is why the Cambridge Dictionary used at least three or four examples of top of mind as related to, to business and products, even though they're using the definition of top of mind as the classical definition, which again, I always thought of what was the top, it was on top of my mind, my mind, but it's almost like mind here with top of mind is, is like the, uh, the universal brain or something. All right. So let's get back to this marketing research and marketing communication. Top of mind awareness is one measure of how well brands rank in the minds of their consumers. So KJP is actually more than likely accessing this phrase on two levels. In marketing, top of mind awareness refers to a brand or a specific product being first in customers' minds when thinking of a particular industry or category. So when they want to sell you something, they want you to be top of mind with that. So it's always on your mind. It's working on your subconscious so that you go out, you buy the product. You may not be thinking about it directly, but indirectly, you're like, gee, I really want that car. You know, that car is top of mind. Or, gee, I really want to get some of those gummies. See how I did that? Um, the percentage of customers for whom is given a brand can be measured. Okay. Toma has also been defined as the percent of respondents who, without prompting, Name a specific brand or product first when asked to list all the advertisements they recall seeing in a general product category for the past 30 days. So that's another definition of top of mind that people will instantly recall things because they're, they're for whatever reason, either the advertising was very effective or coincides with a personal need that they have that also falls into the category of top of mind. At the market level, top of mind awareness is more often defined as the most remembered or most recalled brand names. So you have things like McDonald's. So if you, you know, for instance, um, if you want to do a, a search on the internet, what would you do? You would Google it because Google is top of mind. It has attained that place where the the actual product becomes the thing itself and it has reached the pinnacle 
of top of mind. Back in the old days, when you wanted to make a copy, you would Xerox it. Even though there were plenty of other copy companies, right? There was Savin and Minolta, Hewlett Packard. You didn't say, oh, I'm going to Savin that. You could say make a copy, but more often people said Xerox. So that's another example of top of mind that the brand has become the thing itself. So what? So she's talking about top of mind in two two separate ways, right? Top of mind in two separate ways. One is the top of mind, like well, he's got a lot on his mind. So, you know. Joe Biden was really thinking a lot about Jackie. Joe Biden doesn't give a shit about Jackie Orlovsky. Joe Biden doesn't give a shit about most, most anybody, if that's even Joe Biden. I mean, here's where the gaslighting gets really thick. He, like, like, if he can even remember, if that's even him, and he can even remember what day it is, um, he's off to a good start. So the fact that he's top of mind with Jackie Warlowski is patently ridiculous. And she knows it too. But then there's the other piece, right? She keeps mentioning top of mind in this press conference. Why? Because she wants people to remember it. That's why. She's gaslighting people saying there's nothing to worry about, but she uses that phrase seven times and two others from the press corps, nine times total. Why? Because they want you to remember that Joe Biden was not in, in charge of his own faculties. That's really what she's doing. So she's doing two things at once. She's branding that event. Isn't it interesting that we think of Joe Biden as Brandon, which would be the, the, southern, the southern version of branding, Brandon. She's branding that event. So it'll stick in people's brains so that when they roll out the 25th Amendment, that press conference will be what? Top of mind. Top of mind. Now, is she um, that strategic and that subversive? Maybe. She's got people that work with her. The people who write speeches are very, very clever. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly what uh, buttons they want to push which strings they want to pull. What's interesting about that press conference too, and then we're going to move on, is that all those questions are submitted to her prior uh, to the, uh, to the, to the uh, press conference, the briefing. And the reason they do that, obviously, so that they know what they're going to, they know, meaning the White House or, uh, the deep state house or whatever, they know what questions are going to be asked so they can prepare KGP for those questions. Those questions yesterday started to come out her fast and furious and were off script. Like the John Lennon thing. I guarantee you, he did not submit the John Lennon question to her. So that's an interesting development as well. When the press corps goes off script, and starts hitting her with, um, you know, a flurry of questions. 
like that, something's up. Something is in the air. Because now they're all kind of moving like a swarm of locusts into this territory. What's also interesting about that press conference is if you pay close attention, there's only one person wearing a mask. And what was it? Uh, a year ago, they were all masked up. Except, of course, uh, for uh, the other Raggedy Ann, Jen Psaki. She was Peppermint Patty. Wasn't Jen Psaki Peppermint Patty? She looked like Peppermint Patty. Um, no mask on her, for her. No mask for uh, jean Karine Pierre. And with the exception of one person in the press corps, no more masks. So we should not be talking about masks anymore. But still, they're there. And people still wear them around. And where were we this weekend? Oh yeah, we went to uh, we went to the Oktoberfest, and there were people at the fucking Oktoberfest wearing masks. I took this really cool video from the Oktoberfest. Let me see if I can find it. Play it for you guys. Maybe I'll play it on the way out. Let me see here. What do we got? I think I'm going to try to put this one to music. But let's see if it'll uh, transfer over, if it will play at the end of the show. Yeah, so they had Oktoberfest here in the Hill Country over the weekend. And I have to say, uh, always interesting to kind of take the temperature, the pulse of the crowd, who shows up. Because, you know, most of these people aren't even from this area. And... Um, uh, both uh, the doctor and I commented on the fact that there were a very large amount of Indian families at the Oktoberfest. And I mean families. And, you know, groups of people who were, weren't maybe, maybe there were family, but there were also friends, you know, like, like a friends, extended family, maybe not mother and father and kids. Right. There were, there were quite a few. I'm like, you know, the Indian community really assimilates. Like they are into assimilation. They like, they like to do shit. They like to get involved. It's very interesting um, watching the Indian community become part of the American story. I mean, the, the downside, of course, is that there are a lot of programmers from India that come here who are sometimes good, sometimes not so good. And they found a way to hire them and pay them less. Uh, which has been a real hit on uh, the American worker and programmer. But at some point, those Indians are going to lose their jobs anyway. Like AI will come in and do most of that shit. But I said, well, AI can't do that. Oh, you, you don't think AI can do that? You don't think AI can program? All right. Um, let's go to the other clip. So we're still in Biden zone here. We're still in the Biden range. And uh, this is the uh, this is the press conference in Puerto Rico, which is just flat out embarrassing. And this is this is one of the uh, another uh, nail 
in the uh, 25th Amendment coffin. So Biden claims that he was raised in a fucking Puerto Rican neighborhood. All right, let's play this. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. And so we, and we came here for a long time, uh, both for business and pleasure, since you're part of the Third Circuit Court. And so I, uh, I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home. What the fuck hasn't this guy done? Like, didn't he say that he also went to West Point and he was a lawyer for this? And I mean, I was sort of raised in the Puerto Rican. No, you weren't fucking Joe Biden. You were not raised in the fucking Puerto Rican community. His, his, uh, his handler looking very uncomfortable in the background. I mean, what is it with these two people and the so-called Latino community you know, she was she was here. Jill was uh, in San Antonio, I believe, talking about tacos and making taco analogies, which got her into some uh, hot water around her generalization of Mexican culture, right? So we have they should just stay out of they should stay out of uh, Hispanic Latino world. It's a bad look for them. And this whole idea that he was raised in a Puerto Rican community, sort of. Well, he, wherever he goes, I, I, yeah, I, I was, I was, you know, uh, Delaware has a very strong uh, black community and African American presence, and uh, and I was a lifeguard there when I was young, and and uh, you know, became best buddies with Corn Pop. Like what, what, what has Joe Biden not done? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was part of the, uh, the Indian community. Yeah. Yeah. Both native American and, uh, the, uh, Indians from India. We have very close ties with that community in Delaware. And I spent a lot of time, uh, in both of those communities. And in fact, I couldn't I couldn't tell the difference between a fry bread and a chapati after a while. It was all just the same Indian goodness. I mean, Joe Biden, what hasn't he done? Yeah, 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 yeah. I I I, I spent I spent a, a fair amount of time uh, with the uh, Inuit community. You know, we have a very strong Inuit community in Delaware. It's not very big. There may be one or two people, but let me tell you, they're very strong. And I used to sit down and uh, chew the fat, the, uh, the 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 walrus fat with them. <laughs> this guy's fucking, you know, he's just making shit up. He's just making shit up. And when you're a politician and you're young, and maybe you're the you that theoretically was you, and maybe not the you that's no longer you. I, the, the jury is like way out on whoever, whatever we're, we're watching with this dude. Replacement clone, propping up the old one, jacked up, full of uh, stimulant star. Who the fuck knows, right? 
But at the end of the day, the stories just keep getting weirder and weirder. Weirder. But when you're young, you can get away with shit like that. Because you sound credible. And before the days of the internet, eh, nobody could really fact check. So you could, you know, you could say shit. But now when he's old and decrepit, whoever, whatever this thing is, and he starts telling these stories, it's like, huh, what? Really? Well, let's get on the internet. Let's see what we can find about your Puerto Rican background. It's not there. There's nothing there. And this is why he's going to be 25th Amendment. He's going to have the 25th Amendment. It's going to, it's going to just completely cascade. And look, he's not running the country anyway. So it doesn't really matter. As a shit show, it matters. But he's not he's not running the country anyway. So we have top of mind and we have the ongoing false memory syndrome that Joe Biden suffers from, which makes his handler wife extremely uncomfortable in public situations. You could tell. She's like, oh fuck. Where is this going now? How do I how do I reel this thing back in? And every week is another opportunity for us to determine just how unfit Joe Biden is. Remember, that will be top of mind. There's a reason why she said top of mind. The 25th Amendment will be synonymous with Biden. He was Bidened. He was Bidened. He was Brandoned. It'll just be like uh, he was Nixoned. Although they never really took the Nixon thing that far with the impeachment. Impeachment was always impeachment. It wasn't Nixoned. But I can see he was Bidened. Uh-oh, you're going to get Bidened. See, when you hit retirement age and you start showing signs of wear and tear and you can't hold it together, oh, he's about to get Bidened. It's the 25th Amendment. We're not going to call it Jasper. Jasper is top of mind, though. Look at those eyes. Look at those eyes. He's just boring right into your soul. You will remember this face for the rest of the day. Jasper is top of mind. He's a hypnocat. Okay. Um, I'm going to play this video. Should I play it now? I'll play it oh, here. Why don't we shift from the uh, ridiculous, because what we just saw was ridiculous, to the sublime. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play some fun stuff now, and I have about a uh, 14, 15 minute window, so I can play a few things. Let me go back to my uh, Twitter feed because I found I found this one video. Okay, so let me. Before I go to Sublime, before I go to Sublime, um, let's get into some of the ridiculousness. Now, uh, a lot of you know that there's a new sheriff in town in England, the Great Britain, the UK. It is England for the most part because the UK is more than just that. But it is uh, Liz Truss who looks 
in some ways, like uh, Georgia Maloney. They're both blonde, although Maloney is not a natural blonde. In fact, I've, I've got a picture of her in very dark hair uh, wearing a Freemasonic necklace. I can bring that up, actually. I'll show you. Where is it? I'll have to send it to myself. But they're both synonymous, right? They both come on the scene at the same time. They're both blonde. Um, it's all part of the plan, part of the program. Right, let me play you the video where Liz Truss is very, very proud to tell people she's a Zionist. And she's telling a very specific group of people, not just anybody. It's the group that matters. So if you want to know what's going on and who's really pulling the strings, ladies and gentlemen, I submit this uh, revealing soundbite. I'm so pleased to be here for the first time at the CFI event as your Prime Minister. As you know, I am a huge Zionist, I am a huge supporter of Israel, and I know that we can take the UK-Israel relationship from strength to strength. Lots of other brilliant people. She's a huge Zionist. A huge Zionist. She's at the conservative, uh, what is it, Fellowship or Federation or Foundation of Israel, the CFI, in Birmingham. Always a men's club. Always a men's club. And she's just letting everybody know what she's all about. And we already looked at Maloney last week and her... Uh, slobbering trip to Israel, doing basically the same thing for a slightly uh, different audience there. It's the same audience, but just slightly different. Let me see if I can find the Maloney thing here, just for your edification, because I like to stay accurate with my uh, references. Let me see, where is she? Yeah, here she is. I'll show you guys. Uh, okay. Hold on. I'm going a little off script, but I'll, I'll bring it up. Not a problem. No problema. Okay, I have it. Um, all right, what do we got? Ten thirty. Got eleven minutes left. So I clipped this other video, and like, we are having serious what the fuck moments happening. 
and I haven't even gotten into the 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 whirling dervishes that look like they are attacking entities uh, descending down upon them and then um, spinning in, into a uh, an almost what, what would you call it uh, necrotic state. You know the videos I'm talking about. It's like, and they start spinning and they start batting at something. Like there's, a, I started to watch those come up a couple of weeks ago. Now they're legion on the internet. This is not as bizarre and strange as that, but it is clearly quite bizarre. This is on a subway in New York. And apparently now the subways in New York have become staging grounds for a type of performance art um, that is not always understood. And when we get into the subways, we get into the underworld. You know, we're in Plutonian territory. So let me play this for you. This is just absolutely bizarre. Again, here we go. Like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck is going on there? Like, we are so off the road, off the map for symbolism right now. It's mind-blowing. It is It is absolutely mind-blowing. I, I can't wrap my head around that. You see people wear those kinds of suits when they're doing green screen stuff. So they don't show up at the green screen, but they have holes for their mouth and their eyes. And apparently one, I guess, woman cut a hole in the back. She has her hair. Hang. So they did. So they board a New York subway and then they start beating the hell out of people, women. Like what the fuck is going on here? Are they trying to show the world that they're not black? Are they trying to hide that? They're not doing a very good job of it, especially when they take their masks off. Are they like green revolutionaries? Are they there to fight against people in the new green deal? Or for the new, I, I have no clue what the fuck is going on there, right? But the world keeps getting stranger. Like who thought that that was a good idea? Hey, y'all, let, let's, get, let's get some of these green bodysuits. Let's go into the subway and whoop some ass. Like, are, are, are they like going through some kind of superhero thing, superhero villain thing? Were they, I mean, were they part of some production? Were they were dressed up in the green suits and they just happened to go ride the subway and, you know, decided to kick some ass while they were, I have no idea. There's no context for it. But the strangest shit now is starting to happen in New York subways. It's like they've become 
their own layer of Dante's Inferno. I mean, they were always kind of like it, but now it's really taken on a whole level of uh, animation like like never before. All right. So since we're on a high strange roll, um, I'm going to play this. I'm going to save my other video for tomorrow. Um, I actually want to. Uh, I want to add something to it. But again, clearly, we're in high strange territory here. Now, supposedly, I love this video, though. To me, this is, again, says everything and nothing about the time we're in. I'm going to play you this. Supposedly, this is uh, somebody uh, delivering pizza in Russia. You can see the the Cyrillic, right? The Russian text up here. And uh, watch, watch how the deal goes down. There's no sound on this, by the way. Pulls out the box of pizza. There's the mask, got the gloves, safe delivery. And look who is there. Can you fucking believe that? Okay, so if it's staged, I, I, I'm i enjoying it. If it's not staged, then even better. I mean, the monkey is almost completely upright. like, And he's fully dressed. That monkey is fully fucking dressed. Pretty sharp, too, by the way, that monkey. Did you ever want a monkey as a pet? I did. It's like, I want a monkey. They're so cute. They're so funny. Jasper, how would you do with a monkey? Would you do okay with a monkey? I don't think so. All right. Um, we are coming upon pomegranate season. And... I bet you didn't know that there was an actual way to cut and eat a pomegranate. And this is one of the beautiful things about the internet, because I'm going to show you the proper way to cut and eat a pomegranate. It's right here. Watch this. Pay attention. Look and learn. Cut, 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 cut. Look at that. You pull off the top like a pumpkin, like a pumpkin thing. Oh, look at all that pomegranate goodness. You do these slices here. You gotta have a sharp knife. It's very important. Make sure not to cut your fingers while you're doing it. Slice off a thumb. And then you just pull that apart and you eat the pomegranate in wedges. One more time for an encore. You cut the top off like a pumpkin. Pull it off. You got that square. And then you cut on the corners, like you're slicing a pie. And then you just pull apart those wedges and then you eat all that rich pomegranate goodness, juicy pomegranate goodness. And I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with that, that beautiful gift from nature, the juicy pomegranate and the, uh, and the economical the economical way to uh, to eat it. <laughs>
I promise I will deliver on the Georgia Maloney picture tomorrow, which clearly she's a witch. She's a fucking witch. You can tell. I'll show you. I'll show you tomorrow. Um, in the meantime, use your head in order to discern what's real. Your heart to say what's possible. And uh, I will spend an inordinate amount of time tomorrow looking for some cool dark yacht. Maybe I'll find it in Jack Jones. Or maybe I'll play for Thomas some uh, Hawaiian yacht, some outrigger yacht. Okay, take care. Bye for now. Love you all. Have a great day. See you tomorrow.